Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton Book 8, Lines 437 through 653 Adam, having expressed to God his dissatisfaction at not finding anyone or anything in creation meeting his need for companionship and procreation, God responds. Thus far to try thee, Adam, I was pleased, and find thee knowing, not of beasts alone, which thou hast rightly named, but of thyself, expressing well the spirit within thee free, my image, not imparted to the brute, whose fellowship therefore unmeet for thee, good reason was thou freely shouldst dislike, and be so minded still. I, ere thou spakest, knew it not good for man to be alone, and no such company as then thou sawest intended thee, for trial only brought, to see how thou couldst judge of fit and meet. What next I bring shall please thee, be assured, thy likeness, thy fit help, thy other self, thy wish exactly to thy heart's desire. He ended, or I heard no more. For now my earthly by his heavenly overpowered, which it had long stood under, strained to the heights in that celestial colloquy sublime, as with an object that excels the sense, dazzled and spent, sunk down, and sought repair of sleep, which instantly fell on me, called by nature as in aid, and closed mine eyes. Mine eyes he closed, but open left the cell of fancy, my internal sight, by which, abstract as in a trance, methought I saw, though sleeping, where I lay, and saw the shape still glorious, before whom awake I stood, who stooping opened my left side, and took from thence a rib, with cordial spirits warm, and life-blood streaming flesh. Wide was the wound, but suddenly with flesh filled up and healed. The rib he formed and fashioned with his hands. Under his forming hands a creature grew, man-like, but different sex. So lovely fair, that what seemed fair in all the world seemed now mean, or in her summed up, in her contained, and in her looks, which from that time infused sweetness into my heart, unfelt before, and into all things from her air inspired the spirit of love and amorous delight. She disappeared and left me dark. I waked to find her, or forever to deplore her loss, and other pleasures all abjure, when out of hope behold her, not far off, such as I saw her in my dream, adorned with what all earth or heaven could bestow to make her amiable. On she came, led by her heavenly maker, though unseen, and guided by his voice, nor uninformed of nuptial sanctity and marriage rites. Grace was in all her steps, heaven in her eye, in every gesture dignity and love. I, overjoyed, could not forbear aloud. This turn hath made amends, 
Thou hast fulfilled thy words, creator bounteous and benign, giver of all things fair. But fairest this of all thy gifts, nor enviest. I now see bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, myself before me. Woman is her name, of man extracted. For this cause he shall forego father and mother, and to his wife adhere, and they shall be one flesh, one heart, one soul. She heard me thus, and though divinely brought, yet innocence, and virgin modesty, her virtue, and the conscience of her worth, that would be wooed, and not unsought, be won. Not obvious, not obtrusive, but retired, the more desirable, or, to say all, nature herself, though pure of sinful thought, wrought in her so that seeing me, she turned. I followed her. She what was honor knew, and with obsequious majesty approved my pleaded reason. To the nuptial bower I led her blushing like the morn. All heaven and happy constellations on that hour shed their selectest influence. The earth gave sign of gratulation, and each hill, joyous the birds, fresh gales and gentle airs whispered it to the woods, and from their wings flung rose, flung odors from the spicy shrub, disporting, till the amorous bird of night sung spousal, and bid haste the evening star on his hilltop to light the bridal lamp. Thus have I told thee all my state, and brought my story to the sum of earthly bliss which I enjoy, and must confess to find in all things else delight indeed, but such as, used or not, works in the mind no change, nor vehement desire. These delicacies I mean of taste, sight, smell, herbs, fruits and flowers, walks, and the melody of birds. But here far otherwise, transported, I behold, transported touch. Here passion first, I felt, commotion strange, in all enjoyments else superior and unmoved. Here only, weak against the charm of beauty's powerful glance, or nature failed in me and left some part not proof enough such object to sustain, or from my side subducting, took perhaps more than enough, at least on her bestowed too much of ornament, in outward show elaborate, of inward less exact. For well I understand in the prime end of nature her, the inferior, in the mind and inward faculties, which most excel, in outward also her resembling less his image who made both, and less expressing the character of that dominion given or other creatures. Yet, when I approach her loveliness, so absolute she seems, and in herself complete, so well to know her own, that what she wills to do or say seems wisest, virtuousest, discreetest, best. All higher knowledge in her presence falls degraded. Wisdom in discourse with her loses, discountenanced, 
and like folly shows. Authority and reason on her wait, as one intended first, not after made occasionally, and to consummate all, greatness of mind and nobleness their seat, build in her loveliest, and create an awe about her, as a guard angelic placed, to whom the angel with contracted brow Accuse not nature, she hath done her part. Do thou but thine, and be not diffident of wisdom. She deserts thee not, if thou dismiss not her, when most thou needest her nigh, by attributing overmuch to things less excellent as thou thyself perceivest. For what admirest thou? What transports thee so? An outside? Fair, no doubt, and worthy well thy cherishing, thy honoring, and thy love. Not thy subjection. Weigh with her thyself, then value. Oft times, nothing profits more than self-esteem, grounded on just and right well managed. Of that skill, the more thou knowest, the more she will acknowledge thee her head and to realities yield all her shows, made so adorn for thy delight the more, so awful, that with honor thou mayest love thy mate, who sees when thou art seen least wise. But if the sense of touch, whereby mankind is propagated, seem such dear delight beyond all other, think the same vouchsafe to cattle and each beast, which would not be to them made common and divulged, if aught therein enjoyed were worthy to subdue the soul of man, or passion in him move. What higher in her society thou findest attractive, human, rational, love still? In loving thou dost well, in passion not, wherein true love consists not. Love refines the thoughts, and heart enlarges, hath his seat in reason, and is judicious. Is the scale by which to heavenly love thou mayest ascend, not sunk in carnal pleasure, for which cause among the beasts no mate for thee was found? To whom thus, half abashed, Adam replied, Neither her outside formed so fair, nor aught in procreation common to all kinds, Thou higher of the genial bed by far, and with mysterious reverence I deem, so much delights me, as those graceful acts, those thousand decencies, that daily flow from all her words and actions mixed with love and sweet compliance, which declare unfeigned union of mind, or in us both one soul. Harmony to behold in wedded pair, more grateful than harmonious sound to the ear. Yet these subject not. I to thee disclose what inward thence I feel, not therefore foiled, who meet with various objects from the sense variously representing. Yet, still free, approve the best, and follow what I approve. To love thou blamest me not. For love, thou sayest, leads up to heaven, is both the way and guide. 
Bear with me then, if lawful what I ask. Love not the heavenly spirits? And how their love express they? By looks only? Or do they mix irradiance, virtual or immediate touch? To whom the angel, with a smile that glowed celestial rosy red, love's proper hue, answered, Let it suffice thee that thou knowest us happy, and without love, no happiness. Whatever pure thou in the body enjoyest, and pure thou wert created, we enjoy in eminence, and obstacles find none of membrane, joint, or limb, exclusive bars, easier than air with air if spirits embrace, total they mix, union of pure with pure desiring, nor restrained conveyance need, as flesh to mix with flesh, or soul with soul. But I can now no more. The parting sun beyond the earth's green cape and verdant isles Hesperian sets. My signal to depart. Be strong. Live happy and love. But first of all him whom to love is to obey and keep his great command. Take heed, lest passion sway thy judgment to do aught which else free will would not admit. Thine, and of all thy sons, the weal or woe in thee is placed. Beware, I in thy persevering shall rejoice, and all the blessed. Stand fast. To stand or fall, free in thine own arbitrament it lies. Perfect within, no outward aid require and all temptation to transgress, repel. So saying, he arose, whom Adam thus followed with benediction. Since to part, go, heavenly guest, ethereal messenger, sent from whose sovereign goodness I adore. Gentle to me, and affable hath been thy condescension, and shall be honored ever with grateful memory. Thou to mankind be good and friendly still, and oft return. So parted they, the angel up to heaven from the thick shade, and Adam to his bower. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.